Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. I am your host, Tracy Sandler. It is draft week, finally, after months of talk and speculation, and the speculation continues. And I have the great honor of having the incredible Greg Papa, the voice of the 49ers, on the podcast to talk about everything John Lynch had to say on Monday, what the 49ers might do this weekend. But first and foremost, Greg, welcome to the show. It is my honor, actually, Tracy, to be on the podcast. I had you on my radio show the week of the Super Bowl. From Radio Row, and we decided to make a trade, and good timing on your yes. part. Same yes. day Aaron Rodgers gets traded out of the NFC. Good mm-hmm. riddance, stay Rod. Goodbye, Tom Brady, the uh, the Bay of Pigs in Green Bay and Tampa Bay now. And uh, so we timed it out just perfect, and John spoke, and the players spoke. So a lot going on, and uh, we're going to have fun this week with the draft, obviously. We absolutely are, and it's so funny when you mention Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I think I tweeted this. The trade came out and I was like, oh, right. He hadn't been traded yet. Like in my head, he's been on the Jets for months and months and months. Uh, But now he is officially going to the Jets. Happened on this Monday. I'm trying to get the lighting. You know, this hotel room lighting is always a fun thing. Uh, Trying to get the lighting right. But that was a big day done days before the draft. So that will be interesting. But as long as we're on the talk of trades, let's talk about Trey Lance, who it came out last week that team or the 49ers have been fielding calls about Trey Lance. That's not particularly surprising. John Lynch said today, you know, it's mainly smoke. Um, he was asked if it's something he's talked to Trey about. He said when they're making the calls, he talks to the players when they're fielding them. It's a little bit different, kind of a different situation with Trey Lance. It doesn't sound like they're going to do anything unless they get what he called a substantial offer, which of course is what it would take. But what, what do you think? I mean, can this team really afford to get rid of quarterbacks or if the Houston Texans, who to me are really the only team who might do it, the Houston Texans come in and say, we're going to give you pick 33 and this, that, and the other for Trey Lance. Then I, I don't know how you turn it down, but I don't know if that happened. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs. Basketball, MLB, NHL hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games you can play right from your home. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Well, the way John described it, incoming calls, they're, they're yeah. taking calls. When mm-hmm. somebody calls and you answer the phone and I want to talk this to you. just common courtesy, really. Yeah, I mean, they're not, they're not actively shopping him uh, mm-hmm. like they have past players. He did say, I expect Trey to be here, mm-hmm. but uh, you're open for business here. So what would be the timing? First of all, um, the 49ers did add Sam Darnold in the offseason. Yes, they and did. And I'm, I'm a huge Sam Darnold fan, I was uh, with him coming out of USC, the way he played there. Uh, I thought, you know, they wound up taking Baker, Baker Mayfield, number one, Tracy and Cleveland. I thought 
Darnold was a much better prospect. Josh Allen was also in the draft, but um, Sam's had some uneven play, illness, injury, uh, bad components around him. Mm-hmm. We, we did see him play against the 49ers in the pandemic year 2020. Mm-hmm. And he had one of the best touchdown passes of his career roll into his lap to throw under Braxton Berrios. Mm-hmm. The slot wide receiver is no longer with them. So all that being said, I'm a big fan. And then even more so when he went to Carolina and Steve Wilkes is now the 49ers defensive coordinator. He was the interim head coach last year. And I watched every snap of Darnold's play the last six games when he got back off injury and he got the team mm-hmm. and they went four and two. They had a good chance to win the NFC South. He played a really good game. A uh, number of them in particular, one against Tom Brady in Tampa Bay mm-hmm. where he had that beat and their defense kind of let them, you know, get off the hook there and they lost that game. So I think Sam Darnold is very much in the mix here, even with a health, a healthy Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. I think Sam Darnold in, in theory could, could win a job here. Uh, I see Brock. I would compare Brock to Sam. His Sam's older. Uh, he's a little bigger. You know, he went number three overall in the draft and Brock went number 262. Not that that matters, but when you have the, the measurables, mm-hmm. Sam Darnold probably grades out a little bit harder, higher, but Brock did well last year. So just, you know, to put that in the mix, um, would they be comfortable having three quarterbacks on the roster when you, you get back and it's, you know, Labor Day, you got to make those cuts the Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday before Labor Day. Do you want, I mean, ideally the way the model is in the league now is to have two on the 53 mm-hmm. and one on the practice squad. But mm-hmm. last year they did have three when they, they got Jimmy back. They already had Trey and Brock. So you could go with three and I could see them do that in light of the injuries that they've had at that position and how yeah. profound they got, you know, in the NFC title game. But, um, you know, I, if you're going to get a pick as high as you're saying, where Houston would offer, you know, an early pick in the second round. So the timing of it, I don't know if it works this week as well as it works in June. $11 million dead money. Mm-hmm. If you trade late, Trey Lance, Tracy, between now and right. before June 1, you take an $11 million cap hit in dead money. If you do it post June 1, June 2nd, then you can spread that out in the next year as well. And also by then, That'll be exactly June the second is exactly twelve weeks to the day mm-hmm. where Brock Purdy had his surgery on March the tenth, mm-hmm. and he'll be clear to throw. Will he actually throw? Timelines are off when you're coming back from a significant injury like this. But in theory, I could see them revisiting this in early June as mm-hmm. opposed to now and get more of a feel on where Brock is at. And then, but as you're saying, you know, do you want draft pick compensation? Well. Next year's draft's going to come along as well. Yes, it is. It comes every year like Christmas. Every year. Uh, <laughs> even though we don't have a pick till 99 this year, it's still there. But and I've, I've read where they think the Italian evaluators believe next year's draft is even stronger than this year. So mm-hmm. do you do that this week? Do you do it in June? Do you do it in July? Do you do it right when you're you know putting your roster together in August and you're thinking Trey's not going to make the team? Maybe he gets beat out by Brock? Maybe Trey beats them out and now do you make Sam Darnold available or do you want to just ride with three quarterbacks because of the fact this team has had a problem uh, for various reasons. You know, they played four this year right. you know, when you look at Josh as well. So anyway, I, I think it's juicy to talk about and obviously teams, but the way, the way John categorized it incoming calls, I expect Trey to be here. The one thing that was interesting to, to me with, with uh, what John said about Trey is he did different things with his training. 
mm-hmm. this off season. I'd like to hear more. Maybe you asked a follow up later that wasn't in the, at the podium. Um, is that involving his mechanics or just building his body up and training physically? Because I think the one thing Trey obviously has got to work on, he's got to play and get through all of it. He just needs to be on the field more. Um, is his mechanics and and accuracy throwing the football? He's he's accurate on some throws, inaccurate on others. Mm-hmm. And you got to be able to clean that up. So I'd like to hear more about what John was talking about, about different things with his training this offseason. He ta- and he talked more about kind of his health and getting him healthy and that and being there. But I want to go back to something you said a minute ago before we get there. Do they do it in June? Do they do it in July? Do they do it when they're doing the roster? I'm going to even take you one further. Do you wait until Trey Lance has had an offseason and a preseason and potentially has had to start a couple games before Brock is ready? and has looked good, and now the trade deadline comes along, and you've someone's been injured, and you need a wide receiver, or you need a corner, or you need who knows what, and then you make the trade then for something that you need next year, because this team has a window. They have a window to win a Super Bowl. The window is going to close at a certain point, and something that John said to, on Monday as well was talking about they, there's something special they're trying to do this year. And of course, that would be win the Super Bowl. So do you wait until then? And it also gives you time to see Brock comes back. Let's say Brock does come back and he's the starter. Okay, was it a flash in the pan? I don't think it was. So I'm going to start by saying I don't think it was. I really think Brock is the guy. But you give Brock some time to play more and see how he develops. See how Sam, you give yourself a little more time because I just don't think right now they're in a huge rush. And I agree with you on next year's draft. And as we said, it comes every year. They're always going to need the pick. Yeah, and I, I would say all that's on the table. You could you could conceivably trade them this week. If somebody blows you away with an offer and they have great reports on Trey going back to his draft class, um, you could do it in June where you could spread the dead cap money around mm-hmm. like we talked about and have more of a feel on Brock's recovery. You could do it right before the year. You could do it during the year. You could do it before the trade deadline. Or mm-hmm. you don't do it at all. Or you don't have other injuries and or trade develops and he's improved and uh, he beats Brock out. You know, it's football, it's competition. Mm -hmm. Did we ever think Brock Purdy would, you know, be beating out uh, the players that he beat out? And it was because of injury, really. But Nate Sudfeld, you know, was a guy they paid a little bit of money to a year ago and he wound Mm -hmm. up taking the job and training camp. So, you know, all sports, but in particular football um, is is open competition. You really don't know what it's going to go. So I think because it's the quarterback position, we talk about it ad nauseum. But I think of Brock, I, I know how much they like Brock. I, I remember even a year ago when they first drafted him, mm-hmm. how much they liked him and how impressive he was in the OTAs and the mini camps and all the way through when he got training camp and the joint practices with the Vikings and Egan and, and how well he played in the actual games when he got a chance when Jimmy got hurt. So I, I, what I would just say, this is a good situation to be in. I think the 49ers can win the Super Bowl this mm-hmm. year with Brock Purdy at quarterback, with Sam Darnold at quarterback, I, I want to see a little more from Trey Lance, mm-hmm. but I think where Trey is, is hopefully developing, you could make the argument they could win the Super Bowl with Trey. So how many teams can say that because the, the team is so strong around the quarterback position? Yes, that is true. And that is a lot of why Brock was able to be successful. And I don't take anything away from what Brock was able to do or what his or his talent level, but I think there's a confidence going into a game when you know you have that kind of defense, when you know that we have those playmakers around you. And it's something Brock said multiple times throughout the season. I don't have to do this alone. This is not all on my shoulders. And that is how this built this team is constructed at the quarterback position. So now granted when they didn't have any quarterbacks, they couldn't win the game, but that was nobody could really see that coming. That was somewhat unforeseen and 
probably not something we'll ever see again. I would hope not for anybody, for everybody's sake. Yeah, that was tough. I mean, obviously losing Brock in the game and then losing Josh Johnson in the game, then having going back to Brock, he's basically the fugitive. He's yeah. a one arm hand, mm-hmm. and the one arm that works is his non-throwing hand, so he can't throw. Mm-hmm. So that was just, that was obviously really difficult. That's why, and my thought, uh, I'm not, in a, I wouldn't think they'd be in a position to trade anybody right. for the quarterback position. Yeah. In fact, then we could get into the topic of would they draft a quarterback? Oh, I uh, think they will. I, I, do, I think they will. Bill Walsh, had a team, Bill Walsh said he should draft a quarterback every year. Mm-hmm. So I, I would not be shocked if they if they drafted a quarterback or, you know, you sign one after the draft. If one is available, that was their plan with Brock was mm-hmm. to sign him after the draft. But he's sitting there at 262 and they thought, you know, why have to get into a bidding war with someone as an undrafted player? We'll just take him right here. So I could see them, you know, drafting a quarterback probably more on day three yes. than day two. But we'll, we'll see where it goes. I would, I would agree. I think they'll draft somebody in the later rounds and then they may end up with three on the roster. You know, Kyle had said at the owners meetings that what happened in that game has never happened before. He's never seen it in his 20 years of coaching. He had talked to Johnny Holland about it. Johnny Holland had never seen anything like it. And he wasn't going to let something that happened in one game affect how he did everything in the future. That being said, I think it would be very difficult to have gone through that and not let it affect you on some level. And with that being said, I could 100% see them keeping three quarterbacks on the roster and having one in the practice squad. But I'm going to say my favorite phrase here. And Fred Warner said it twice on Monday. So now I feel very vindicated that it's a great phrase. And that is, time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> time will tell. Write that down. Write that down. Who, who was the first one to say that one? I, I think it might have been me, actually. I- I don't know. I don't tell. That's your if line. you were asked Nick Wagner, he'd say it, be, it might be me because really? he I stopped saying it because I say it so often. But it's so Winston true. Churchill ever uttered those great words? It was it was you. Okay. I mean, it's possible. We all tell. I guess. But Fred Warner said it twice on Monday, and I was like, exactly. Yes. This is what I keep saying. Time will time tell. heals all wounds. You like exactly. that? Exactly. Time is a very powerful thing. Brock's elbow. So exactly. Exactly. So someone else that came up with John that I think would be interesting. This came up at the owners meetings as well. And I think it's worth bringing up, of course, is wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. And the 49ers have the opportunity to pick up his fifth year option next week. Uh, Him and Javon Kinlaw would imagine they are definitely going to pick up Brandon Ayuk's fifth year option, uh, though John Lynch said he wants to get through the draft and then he'll talk to both the players, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, this is another one of a lot of, uh, talk of people calling about Brandon Ayuk and John said when he was talking about building something special, he specifically was talking about Brandon and said, we're trying to build something special here and we want Brandon Ayuk to be a part of that and beyond. And I want to bring up the and beyond because Twitter, I found seemed to have taken out the and beyond and are making it into like, they, he just, they just want to be a part of it this year. And that's not what he said. So he said, and beyond, and that they're excited about Brandon and all of that. I, I would be, they're not trading Brandon Ayuk. I say that not with inside information. I just say that with complete certainty. They are not trading Brandon Ayuk. I think next year comes along. You can't keep everybody. I would be less surprised if they trade Debo Samuel. But I think Brandon Ayuk has become such an important part of this offense. He's the most consistent and durable of their you know top wide receivers. And I just can't imagine a world in which that would happen. No, I, I, I don't, I don't know why this is becoming a talking point. It, you know, it's like teams are calling uh, because they it's see your that situation, yeah. but that that's different. I mean, teams, it just gets out to the world. The agents leak a lot of stuff. Now this mm-hmm. has been going on forever. They call about everybody. That's just the nature 
part of what these guys do for a living. You know, they wouldn't be doing their job if they didn't pursue everybody in the league. They're going to pick up Brandon's fifth-year option. Uh, Brandon was a first-round draft pick, so he just finished his third year in the NFL. He had him under contract for two more years. You can address it as it goes. Brandon Ayuk has gotten better and better as a player. His rookie year, and that was the pandemic year, and it was kind of weird, uh, meeting rooms all being separate. But I remember going to training camp right the first day, and he was such a polished wide receiver, a, a much better, pure route runner than Debo Samuel. And you just looked like this guy's going to be a player right away. And he had a, beat a decent year. Um, he came back the second year, and it was a little bit different now. You know, we're not in separate meeting rooms. And um, th- there was a little push with Kyle and Wes Welker. And there were some things he had, to, he had to learn. And he just didn't get off to a very good start. And then I remember specifically the Halloween game at Soldier Field, Chicago. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy had a big game. Everybody was kind of at the crossroads. If they had lost that game, the season may have gone a different direction because mm-hmm. uh, the Rams was coming up right after that. And Brandon, in particular, had a big catch late in the first half of that game to get him going. They got a deep one to Debo. They came back, and, and, and Brandon took off. He had a great year. And then last year, Tracy, he had by far, mm-hmm. I thought he was the MVP of the offseason. Go back to, you know, Jimmy's not in the building anymore. Mm-hmm. Trey's going to be the starter. And how much is the, the, the leadership in Brandon Ayuk? And Brandon's a quiet guy, mm-hmm. um, but he's a young father. And, you know, he and Trey spent some time down in Southern California. And I, he was, you know, I thought he was the MVP of the offseason, the way he came in. And then he performed like that. Mm-hmm. And he's a tough guy. Remember the situation he had with Fred Warner in training camp? And mm-hmm. uh, Brandon Ayuk's got a lot of elements to him. And just going back to that, that wide receiver class he was in in 2020, uh, Jerry Judy was in that class. C.D. Lamb was in that class. Henry Ruggs was in that class. Uh, Jefferson was in that class. There were a lot of great receivers. Yeah. I liked Ayuk the best. Well, I liked Justin Jefferson as well. But it's, it's also because Brandon Ayuk played for Herman Edwards at Arizona State. Mm-hmm. And he was a, you know, a J.C. guy before that. And he played, he played on the other side of the ball. He was a defensive back. And he was tough. And he blocks. He's a really good blocker. If you're going to play wide receiver for Kyle Shanahan, you know, you're going to get targeted 15 times. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do with the other 50, 60 snaps of the game on offense? Right. You're going to block your ass off. So I don't see them. I understand why people talk about it because it gets out there in the world, but there'd be no reason to trade Brandon Ayuk right now. You have him under contract because he was a, a round one pick. Debo was around two. So his yeah. clock started the year earlier, didn't have the fifth-year option on him. So right. I think this is a discussion for more next year or the year after that. But I like the wide receiver room. I, I like the, you know, to me, uh, Brandon Ayuk is the quintessential X wide receiver, the split end, you know, mm-hmm. on the on the line. Debo is the flanker, the Y, he's the move guy. You know, Juwan Jennings does a nice job. And you with McCaffrey here, you can put him at the F, which is the slot, you know, position. They can move the chess pieces around, and Kittle can go in there, and even use check. I mean, they got a lot of guys uh, that can do it. So um, I don't know why it's an issue right now. I mean, John said flat out, we love Brandon Ayuk, and I think this is a discussion more for the draft week of 2024, or you know, hopefully they get him signed ahead of his final year. But you know, if he does go into the final year of his contract, there may be a bit of a a tipping point with, with Debo's money mm-hmm. and Brandon Ayuk's money. You can't pay everybody. You have yeah. to identify. So that's why this is a big year for both Brandon Ayuk and, and Debo. You know, Debo had a huge year two years ago. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of factors. His numbers slid back a little bit this year. 
I think it's a good problem to have. You have young wide receivers that are competing against the other teams in the NFL, and they're also competing against themselves. Yes. And Kyle's tough. He's tough on quarterbacks, and he's tough on wide receivers because yes. he used to be a wide receiver. So if you if you slip up at all at wide receiver, you're going to hear about it from the head coach. Which is something Brandon Ayuk said during this season that he was happy Danny Gray was there so that Kyle had someone else. Yeah. Danny Gray, big season for him too, actually. It's going to be interesting to see how yeah. this plays out, but we can talk about that as we get farther along. I want to talk a little bit about the draft. You brought up George Kittle. We have a very uh, heavy tight end draft, a very, very lot of tight end depth. That's the term that I was looking for there. This yes. could be the year that the 49ers really get a true tight end two to compliment George Kittle because they want him to be around for a while. They would like his career to go on for several more years, as with George Kittle. And he takes a beating out there. And I know he's okay with it, but he does take a beating. Obviously, he's coming off a fantastic season, really kind of got back to where he was in terms of touchdowns, receptions, and receptions because he'd been doing so much blocking. But this could be the year where they do it. Are there any tight ends that really jump out at you? Or are there other positions that you're excited about that you'd like to make sure the 49ers go after? No, I, um, it, it's it's arguably the deepest tight end draft class in 20 years. I mean, there are a lot of guys that are going to go early. There are going to be several that go really early in the uh, in the process as far uh, as day one picks. Mm -hmm. um, you know, do the 49ers, are they going to trade up from 99 to get up a little bit higher? You got 99, you got 101, and you have 102. So, you know, I'm looking at a lot of the tight ends, obviously, Musgrave. I know his, uh, his uncle Bill really well from uh, coaching in the league for a long time and Dalton Kincaid and they're the kid at Notre Dame. Uh, they seem to have different skill sets a little bit. Some of them run routes better than others. I know with, with Kyle, you want, you want to be able to do both. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to have George Kittle's ability to separate and then be an inline Y. You know, could they take a guy who's more of a, a route runner, get him in the weight room, teach him how to block? And I remember John Embry years ago, uh, when he was here, no, he's no longer with the, the 49ers. He's in Miami with Mike McDaniel. But the work they do on the, the blocking sleds to get tight ends. Um, and with Charlie Warner, you have a good inline uh, tight end. And uh, he needs to improve his, you know, catching ability and separating. And Ross Dwelly, who they brought back, you have a, a tight end that is really good on special teams. And he's a really good route runner with soft hands. Um, he has improved quite a bit as a blocker whether it's in line, detached. I remember when Juice was hurt a couple of years ago, he went and played fullback. Yes, he did. Really, he had, he had no idea what the hell he was doing. He was going <laughs> the wrong way, and they kind of followed him. But he got better and better. So, I, I mean, would you keep it? They liked Welly. You have to factor in, you know, um, the special teams yes, ability. And Brian Schneider and Dwelly's a good special teams player. So, yeah, I can see them getting a tight end. It depends on how the draft falls, if they fall in love. Um, there's, there's some specimens in this draft. Some of these guys, see, uh, some guys that I'm just kind of going through all the, uh, you know, the tape and looking at people to get ready for Thursday. There's just so many, uh, to look at, but I, I, I would not be surprised if they, they took a tight end. I'm not sure they're going to do it at 99, 101 or one or two. They could possibly do it later. Or if somebody's dropping and they want to bundle a couple of those picks together and slide up. But, um, I'd like quarterback. I think there's a, there's a good chance they, they would draft a tight end in this draft. Absolutely. And I don't think they'll need to do it at 99, 101, or 102 because it is such a deep tight end draft. So they should have options going later and later into the draft. I think 
you know, at 99, I could see them taking uh, offensive linemen. Uh, they could, it would be probably not a terrible idea because that's an area that needs to be short up. I wouldn't be, I'll be interested to see if they actually end up picking at 99, 101, and 102, or if a couple of those picks get traded uh, to go, you know, to move up a little bit higher. So we, we will see how that goes. But it's an interesting draft because if they do just end up staying at 99, it's it's tough. I mean, I don't envy them because it's a tough one to prepare for because you just, there's so many variables that come into place. So I think in, in some ways it's much more difficult, I would imagine, to prepare for this type of draft than for a draft where you have a first round pick and a second round pick and two thirds and a fourth. Yeah, yeah. It's, you just have, it's just, you got to be so much more prepared because yeah. you know who's going to be there. I think the one thing that I do this time of the year and everybody's so locked into the draft and it's obviously the foundation of mm-hmm. how you, you build your football team. Um, but I just watch Christian McCaffrey video over and over again, Tracy. And I yeah. say, there's the draft pick that they gave up to get CMC. And uh, there's some good running backs. Bijan Robinson mm-hmm. uh, from Texas reminds me a lot of Ladanian Tomlinson. Mm-hmm. A little, little bit of the Le'Veon Bell, the way he's so patient. He's a three-down back. Um, it's it's interesting the way in free agency they're not they're not uh, valuing running backs. There's some good running backs. Austin Eckler has to be yeah. traded with the Chargers. He's out there. That guy's a really good player. But McCaffrey's just special. So when we're watching the rest of the teams, and you know Seattle. Uh, they pick number five, and they've got two picks in the first round. Mm-hmm. The Lions, or the Eagles also, and the Lions. Those are three teams that, while the 49ers won't pick until the very end of the third round, after the uh, actually the third round is over to get into the uh, compensatory picks, um, the teams I'm looking at, Seattle, with what the Rams are doing, trading their pieces off, Jalen Ramsey and Allen Robinson and letting Bobby Wagner go and clear transition. Uh, and then Arizona's complete rebuild. I mean, they're going to pick at three, and then we'll see if they trade back or not in Seattle at five. But I look at the Lions have multiple mm-hmm. first-round draft picks. That team is on the come. When I look yeah. at teams to compete with in the NFC, it's not so much the Green Bays and Tampa Bays that it was no, for a while with Tom and Aaron. I think it's the Lions. What are they going to do at number six? And they got a later pick. And then Howie Roseman and Philly. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the team you had to play and lose to in the NFC title game. And they lost a lot of, a lot of pieces, especially on defense. But they got the 10th overall pick in the draft, and they have the 30th overall pick in the draft. So teams that you're really competing with, just those three, there are others, obviously, that you look at in the NFC. But they got not one, but two first-round day one picks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when these picks are all coming off the board, I'll just uh, put up video of, of Christian McCaffrey and say, the 49ers got that guy. Well, we talked to Christian McCaffrey on Monday and he said that he's his entire career. He's always there for the entire offseason program. He said, listen, Carolina had like five different coordinators. So, you know, I, I was coming every year because there was going to be learning a new system, but now it's still, you know, a relatively new team. And I, I have to say I was pretty impressed because that's not true of everybody. And we also talked to Eric Armstead and Fred Warner and Jake Brendel and, not everybody needs to come the whole time, but I just thought that said a lot about Christian McCaffrey, and it is probably part of why Christian McCaffrey is so good at his job. Well, as he moved back to the Bay Area full-time, I need to stand for the kid. I know yeah. when he got back here right away, he was glad to get back. So, I mean, I, I you know, for him coming back to the Bay Area, was kind of coming home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's just, that guy is an incredibly hard worker. I thought Nick Bosa was a hard worker, and Nick mm-hmm. is. Nick works harder the half hour before practice 
to get ready for practice than most players do in the game. That's right. not how it works. Yeah. Cap the same way. It's just nonstop. He's always in his playbook. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he likes the, each individual play to be in a card. That's just the way he learns. But he did arrive middle of the year, and there is some room. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just having him around, and Nick won't come around, but uh, just having you know a guy like McCaffrey around to set the tone for the entire offseason. So when you make a trade to get it, and you, you traded your second, your third, your fourth, mm-hmm. and a future fifth to get this mm-hmm. guy. So, when, you know, that's the reason we don't have all these draft picks and Trey, obviously. Um, so you wonder why, but you just look at how good McCaffrey is and, and what a, how much he meant to the offense and how much more he will get. And I, I honestly thought coming off the injuries the last couple of years, Tracy, I wasn't sure he had the breakaway speed he did when he was younger, certainly at Stanford. Mm-hmm. I knew he had the short area quickness because we saw him October the 9th when the 49ers played him in Charlotte, that he had that, you know, phone booth change of direction to make you miss in space. But could he could he take it all away? And then you saw what he did, turning corners, the game he had against the Rams. Oh, the, 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 the championship game, I did not think he was going to play in that game. He did not go through the walkthrough on Saturday before the game. If you're not at the walkthrough, almost always you don't play. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought if he was going to play, he was going to be used as a decoy. And mm-hmm. if, what does he do? He makes that incredible play where he jumps over Marcus Epps, he breaks a tackle with C.J. Gardner-Johnson, breaks a few more, and, you know, ties the game at seven. So uh, he's just a special player. So keep that in mind, 49er fans, when we're not drafting, you know, second, third, where'd all our picks go? We got we got CMC. Which was well worth it. Which very, very, because that that's a game-changing player. That's a generational type of player. All right, what are you most looking forward to this weekend? And I have... A very, very important question for you. After. Right. First, what are we most looking forward to mm-hmm. uh, 49er related or just league wide related? Let's go league wide. We've talked well, a lot. I, about I, I'm always looking at the NFC West. I mean, you know, last year on draft day, AJ Brown got traded. Yes, he to did. Philadelphia, which was big. So uh, where's DeAndre Hopkins going to go? Mm-hmm. Where, where's he going to get traded? Good. Is Buddha Baker going to get traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are other, you know, Aaron Rodgers did go, so that's off the board for, for day two. So I, you're, I'm always looking. And then, you know, uh, if Houston really doesn't take C.J. Stroud at number two, what are they going to do? Are they just going to pick it two? Or are they going to trade back? Who would jump up? Uh, would Indianapolis jump up from four to two? Would the Raiders jump up from seven to two? And then if they do that, what does that do for Jimmy Garoppolo's situation? Because I think Stroud's ready to play right now. Mm-hmm. So um, veteran players being traded in particular, DeAndre Hopkins, since we know him so well from the NFC West. And then uh, just where the quarterback falls. And Jalen Carter is interesting to me. That guy to me is clearly the, the, the best overall talent mm-hmm. uh, in the draft. He, he reminds me of a, he's Alan Page meets me, Joe Green meets Warren Sapp. He's just, he's just so big and strong and powerful, but the off field stuff is really concerning. Right. Um, you know, you know, he, he could he could wind up being you know Sap who dropped because of the marijuana use, or he could be Daryl Russell, uh, who wound up out of the league and and lost his life at a very young age. Who was you know, Daryl was going to be that guy too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then you know, would uh, if Arizona just picks a three, would they take uh, the Alabama kid? Uh, you know, Seattle would they take Jalen Carter mm-hmm. if he's there at five? So mainly D hop and what Arizona and Philadelphia, Arizona and uh, Seattle do at three and five and always an eye on Philly at 10. And then 
I think Detroit, as I told you, that's an up-and-coming team, and they got two. Brad Holmes did a great job. They got a lot of picks early in the draft, and they've got two on day one. So just what happens there. And even with their recent issues and they're suspended and, and cut players over the gambling issue, they're still a very exciting football team. And I do think they're, they're a very up and coming team. I think they could win the NFC North. There's my hot take today, but I don't even think it's that hot a take. I think yeah. they could win the NFC North. Okay. My last most important question. Oh, this is the important before one? I let you, before I let you go, it's, I hope you're prepared. Okay. What is your favorite day three draft snack? Day three draft stat? Snack. Oh, snack. That's on a Saturday. Yeah. So normally on Saturday, I'm not, I'm going to work day two for the first time ever. Are you going to watch it on day three? Oh, hell yeah. I'll watch it so all then day. What, so you'll, you'll, well, even, you might be more likely to snack. Dinner. So well, I'm going to be drinking while I'm doing it for one. <laughs> it's going to go all day long. I mean, that that's a breakfast, lunch, and dinner situation. So. We go locks and bagels in the morning for when it okay. stops right away and then segue into a mid midday burrito. <laughs> and then we also got NBA playoffs to watch. So I don't know. I'm yeah. going to snack. I'm talking about camping out and never leaving the house. I don't think uh, I'm not going to leave anywhere. So I wouldn't even say snack. Uh, ruffles, sour cream and onion potato chips. You got to have maybe multiple bags. What do you got? What do you got going day three? Well, so snack? I always say I start out super healthy because I'm like, oh, I really need to have right. energy. I've got like three days. So by yeah. day three, like round six, basically yeah. I've eaten like M&Ms for breakfast and I've had 17 coffee sugar high. and maybe some chips. And then yeah. I get home and I'm like, gosh, why am I hungry and kind of shaking? And I'm sure it's going right. on. It's Saturday. I mean, you have to work though, don't you? Oh, I sure do. I will be working all day well, long. See, if you're working, you can't be snacking. I'm not going to be working. I'm working... First oh, time I'm working day two of the <laughs> NFL draft. So I, I normally study like the top 40 guys, maybe okay. 45, figuring I got the first round covered. Now I got to go, the 49ers are picking at 102. What the hell? Do I got to study 150 players between now and Friday? They'll also be picking during the Warriors-Kings game. That's on Saturday. No, on Friday night. It's on You're Friday right. night. Yeah, it's yeah, on yeah. Friday night. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's what, and, and I will leave with this. Who are you? Who do you have in Warriors Kings? Who are you going for? Oh, the Warriors. You're about to get Darren Fox and the uh, Kings girl. And you, you are a Kings girl. I mean, not generally. I, I'm not, but on in this, I like their story. I think yeah. it's a great story. I'm even. So I'm wearing purple today. I didn't need to. That. It to be a thing. So I'm Yoko. going. Mayoko's a big Kings fan. Yeah, he is. So I think I'm going with Kings, and that's. I, but even with the De'Aaron Fox injury, you're still going Kings. Well, that, that just now I'm just going with like who I want to win. I, the De'Aaron Fox injury is pretty significant, and I would say no De'Aaron Fox yeah. means the Kings are not going to win the series. But I'm going with my heart, and maybe he's maybe he only misses one game. I do. I think it'd be great if the series went seven. It's been so much fun. Warriors in six. Mm. Well, we know who the Niners pick at 99, 101, and 102. The Kings season will be over, Tracy. Oh, I disagree. Kings and seven. Purple goes to the back of the the closet after that. Just saying. We won't tell Eric. You know what I say? Time will tell. Time will tell. We have ended on the best note ever. (laughs) Time will always tell. Thank you so much for joining me. Tell everyone they can find you online, in life, on TV, all the places, the radio. Where can they find you? Thank you. Now that we've done this, I'm going to get you back on the radio show with me. You owe me again. Fantastic. But tell everybody where they can listen to the radio show. Oh, they don't know? 
I mean, they probably do, but just in case. KNBR, 680. You guys do. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. John Long. We are brought to you by Bet Online. We are brought to you by Fivo. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. You guys, please make sure to leave us a five-star rating, a positive review. Follow me all week at Tracy Sandler on Instagram at 49ers Fangirl on Twitter. And with that, I will talk to everybody next time. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.